Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is your latest sports news and commentary you're listening to the tnt podcast with your hosts tyler layfield and torres finney well hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the tnt podcast with your boy torres finney and my co-host tyler layfield what's up tyler uh, man, nothing much. Um, you know, we, we got some some big stuff to cover. I'm actually starting to dive into NBA today. I know we've been off of it for a while. You know, football's coming to the end, so something's got to last us. And basketball is technically like my uh, – that's like my second favorite one to watch. So we'll start uh, getting into that a little bit more here. Um, you know, yes. Well, let's go ahead and start off with it, man. You know, yesterday was history at its finest. Um, it we had um, We had LeBron James. Now – the overall leading, undisputed, no more arguing, who is the number one all-time leading scorer in NBA history, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. Congratulations to LeBron. You know, it's funny to me. You know, I'll retweet something here and there. Well, now, backhanded, you know. backhanded compliment <laughs> over here. I'm not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to hear, uh-huh, because hey, it is so funny, dude. He's got stuff uh, to go against him as soon as he says something nice. Dude, Tay, Tay hit me up last night. I, I, I would tell you, so he got mad at me. He was like. pissing me off? You, uh, you and Kobe both. Y'all, I bet I was, too. Hey, maybe said, Tay said, who gives a flying F? Excuse my French, you skip a Negro. <laughs> oh, you got to stop all that hate. Oh, Tay got mad at me, bro. He's like, LeBron James. Y'all get hateful with it. Y'all really, y'all get hateful with I'm it. Talking about how are we getting hateful? I want to know this. Oh, it's because just I don't like, think the dude, I'm, here's my thing. I don't think it's no, I, it's I like, it's as hate. soon as, look, as soon as, like, we say something, all right, dude just broke the record. It's always... It's gonna be funny if he still loses, you know. <laughs> like it's just like, <laughs> he's dealing, but, well, know, it's like, well, I know, but it's well, just like, dude, well, like, that wasn't even the question. Nobody even brought up the game. We're just bringing no, up nobody brought up the game. I look, I agree with that, uh, but you know, it, it's caused a few you know, little problems because the Lakers were saying the head coach himself. He said in the interview, he said, I felt like because of LeBron's accomplishment, a lot of the guys wasn't too focused on the game itself rather than his accomplishment. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now I'm not saying, look, kinda, the Lakers I mean, are always. No, it's it's kind of hard not to get wrapped up in a little bit when the whole freaking crowd is doing it. Like, literally, the crowd, every time the dude touched the ball, is, <sighs> like, it was getting loud in there. You had all these, like, freaking everybody and their mama was at this doggone game. Like, it's clear and obvious what's going down. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to ignore. I mean, you have to think the other team would be thinking the same thing too. That um, you know, like that has to be in the back of their head in a, in a sense. You know, um, just like Kobe's last game and you know the game that Steph broke Ray Allen's three point record. Like it's in the back of everybody's mind. It is in the back of everybody's mind. But in all of those games, and Steph when he broke the three point record, and Kobe when he dropped the yeah. sixty. Heck, a lot. Look, the whole world's watching, man. Everybody's watching. And look, I know I said on Twitter I wasn't watching. I didn't get to I watch. Did. I didn't get to watch fourth quarter, by the way. So I'm not gonna be able to speak on that. Well, I, I don't. I, I don't watch the whole game. I, I just watched when he when I saw he was getting close. I, I tuned in just for that little bit, and I saw him break it to watch the ceremony. I knew they were gonna do something. <laughs> um, yeah, when when you got a whole world watching, okay, now what? You know what would have like really stuck it to guys that get on LeBron? You know what really would have stuck it to him? He would have had an even better fourth quarter 
took it to the took it to him and won the game at home in like an incredible fashion, like in the fourth quarter. That would have done it. But no, he only scored two points in the fourth quarter and they lost. And, you know, granted, they still only lost by three. But hey, look, I, I, I'm not getting on. I'm not here to get on LeBron right now. I'm just going to give I'm just going to start just making certain things like, OK, where do we place LeBron in certain areas now? All right. When people talk about all time scores, when people talk about who is the greatest score in NBA history, who is amongst the greatest scores? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people. You've heard me say multiple times, skill-wise, the best score I ever, I think, is in the, ever is Kevin Durant. All right, as a score, I really do believe that. Um, I, I'm a big MJ fan. Man. I'm a big. I like Kobe, like, but, bro, like Durant can just do it all. But when you're talking about like this, this thing with the word scoring to me becomes interesting. All right, because I think people want to be more like dynamic with the score. Okay, can he shoot a three pointer? Can he lay it up? Can he, you know, shoot from the outside? Can he shoot fade away? You know, just being dynamic with the scoring, but. If you have a guy like, for instance, like Kareem, who only had one three-pointer he made in his entire career, who's just always underneath the goal, okay? If you want to be in technicality, I mean, Shaq used to be a so-called score, all right? Kareem was a – Will Chamberlain was a score. So I don't understand, you know, the premise. It. It's hard to uh, – It is hard to categorize it because yeah. we all-time score, LeBron James' name is never brought up. So now this is one thing I do uh, lean to LeBron for. I always used to say that LeBron was a scorer. It's just the fact that he wasn't as dynamic as an MJ or Kobe. All right, I am. I, I do believe LeBron James is a scorer because you can't. You I, I can't don't know make what you mean by that. I I, I don't think he's a, as good of a shooter as those guys. I don't. I don't think he's as good of a shooter as uh, Kobe or LeBron. I mean, or MJ. Mm, I don't know. Well, give, give me your case of why you think so, because I, I uh, like. I mean, if I, I had to pull up the stats here. I, mean, I, I don't think it's like no leaps and bounds, but I mean, we can, I'm not gonna sit here and say that um, like Kobe was a better, you know. Um, well, we do know we do know that one of LeBron's problems early on in his career was because he wasn't that good of a shooter. Yeah, free, yes. Now, yeah, but I, I do get that. He ended up growing into it. and He grew into it. I, yeah, I, I, he, and once I'm he saying. did, it was really good. And I know he still struggles with, with free throws. Um, but, I mean, when you come to efficiency, putting it in the, you know, put, just putting it in the in the bucket, I don't know. I think he, he's well up there. I mean, well, see, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. And when I think about Kobe, I just think about a dude that hogs the ball, chucks up a bunch of shots. And don't get me wrong, he puts them in and – he gets him. It gets you know. He, he does pretty good, but there were a lot of misses too on that. I mean, you, you could say that with just about anybody, but I don't but know. Now I, LeBron I, got I, the most misses ever. Now LeBron got the efficiency most a, a bit. I mean, yeah, but now LeBron got the most misses ever. Now he has. He also got he's the most. Have, he's gonna have the most everything ever. It looks like. That's true. I mean, I agree yeah. with you. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not against what you're yeah. saying. I'm just saying the fact that. All right. If you want somebody to shoot the ball, you know, like in with the game on the line rather than driving it to the hole. Okay. Now say I know we're nitpicking at this, to be honest with you. But yeah, LeBron, like I said, LeBron James is a scorer. He is. I mean, I don't understand where now nah, he is a pass first player. I give you that. He is a pass first player. And I felt like that hurt him in multiple times in situations to where people wanted to see him take over and be like, LeBron. Take over and you shoot. 
take over and you go one-on-one. I understand he always tried to make the best basketball play, but I think that's what separated him a little bit from guys like Kobe MJ because mm-hmm. they wanted to – they didn't care about the best basketball play. They said, I want to put the game in my hands. So if I win it, hey, I was able to take it. If I lose it, it was all on me. All right, whether I win or lose, he's done, it's all he's done that a lot too. I'm just he has done that. He has done that. He has done that. But I mean, we've seen him more times than not pass it up. All right, we really have. He's I mean, passed I, it up. I don't know when it comes to making the best basketball play. I think you're up there. I mean, even I mean, Jordan didn't do he it does. every time. Jordan didn't do it every time. If we're being honest, no, with Jordan you. didn't do it every Paxson, time. But Jordan, he did that stuff with Paxson. You know, he, he had some. He had some. Of course, he had like you know Scotty and everything. So I mean, it's not like he shot the ball every freaking time. Paxson had that that game winner. That time. Dude, that Paxson, while he was already up five, the one with Steve Kerr, he it literally told it. Steve Kerr he was going to double team him. They triple teamed him, actually. They triple teamed him, actually. And what, did, and what did he do? He made the best basketball play. Yes, That's he did. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, like at some point, you got to factor that kind of stuff into it. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that he didn't, but I'm also saying there's multiple times to where everybody, as we all remember, uh, guys like J.R. Smith, you know, times where he could have had an opportunity to take the games in his own hand instead of passing up. Because you got to understand, you got to know your players. All right. J.R. was a pretty good player at that time. That was a good Cavs team. I, I know he was. He was. I, I'm not going to be revision. I'm not going to be crazy on history. Mm-hmm. He was a good shooter on the outside at that time. But with the game on the line, you think I'm giving it to J.R. Smith? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Look, look, look. This is this is more the bachelor run. It's more to now at this point. Where do we rank him all time? All right. Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. All right. Now, for me, I still have MJ at one. I'll still keep MJ one for now. I will. I'll um, I still have MJ at one. Um, now, because of that record, um, LeBron James has now surpassed Kareem for me. All right. LeBron is above Kareem. I don't think I, – I, I'm sorry. I just didn't think so. But the reason why is I know a lot of people didn't think he passed Kareem yet, but in my opinion, I mean, Kareem, six wins, six finals, six MVPs. He won in the finals MVP, I think, two or three times in the finals. Uh, most points all time, played most minutes. I mean, the man dominated basketball, most unstoppable shot. I mean, Kareem was – if you want to talk about who was the true GOAT before MJ, of anybody, oh, really, course. he could have made a case. Yeah, it was course. Kareem. But now LeBron has now surpassed that. What LeBron is doing, I mean, heck, the guy has averaged, what, 20 points every single year of his career? I think that's – uh, I don't think anybody has done that besides MJ. Um, it, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And LeBron is on a whole nother level. Um, I still have MJ slightly above him. Um, I do. I do believe. All right. See, this this is the part where people got to recognize. Now, look, I used to be a fan. Of, I wasn't a fan, but I used to always argue that Joe Montana was better than Tom Brady for a long mm-hmm. time because he lost two Super Bowls. All right. When Brady tied him, especially in the fashion he did against that top tier defense like Seattle, um, I was like, oh, man, Brady's the goat now. Like he's tied Montana. He's been in more Super Bowls. He got yeah. one MVP cards and stuff. But what set it off was obviously that comeback against the Falcons. I mean, yeah. it was no, it was like, okay, don't the debates were done. Yes, LeBron is currently and, four, and, six, and, and then he added on top yeah. of it. 
Brady yeah, would add on top of that. So yeah. Oh, yeah, Brady added one on top of that. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. LeBron had the best comeback in the NBA Finals history against the Golden State Warriors. All right? Now he also got six final losses. I'm like this, all right? I, I've already said this before. If he was to find a way, I don't think he will, because I said, I told you this already, I don't think he win any more titles. But if he was to find a way to get two more, two more, and just tie his record, he would be the GOAT, in my opinion, and I could not argue anything else, all right? Only because the fact that he got, he'll have the points, he'll have rebounds, assists, Oh, later, way later in his career than MJ has ever played, all right, and was in the steel win championships. Not only that, he wins. Let's say if he wins five, I mean, heck, I still it'd be close. It'll be close. It depends on who he playing and how it goes. You know how that goes. It just depends on how it all goes. But man, if he was to win the five, let alone six, make it eleven or twelve finals, and you know you're tied six for. I mean, you six out of six. I mean, six out of twelve. I mean, you win fifty percent of them. Um, you go to 12 finals in almost, what, 22 years? Uh, I, I mean, that's unfathomable. It's because then yeah, it's hard to go against it. It'd be hard to I will say this. I do, because I will, you'd be almost towards Bill Russell level. Like, I'll, I know Bill Russell won 11, but he went to only 11. I forget, yeah, he yeah. only went to 11. Yeah. So, like, you would have went to more than Bill Russell. I'll I'll poke a hole in yours real quick because I know this is going to come up eventually. If he does win two, it'll it'll to, for you to put him over. It'll be the fashion and how it happens too. Um, I don't see you putting him in if he's not like, you know, if if and I, I don't know, you know, obviously we don't know this kind of LeBron yet because we still haven't seen this LeBron where LeBron is the kind of guy that kind of ends up taking a back seat, you know, where he ends up, you know, being the the second man instead of the first man, you know, and the, the Robin to the Batman, if you will, um, of a team. We haven't seen that yet. Would you still put respect on it even if he ended up winning being the second guy? So, basically, if he was to win the finals, but he wasn't the one to win the finals MVP, basically. Yeah. 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 How about that? Let's go with that. Yeah. See, I'm so I'm saying I think you'd find a way to to, to knock that narrative. Oh, would be okay. Well, see, I think I think that was slightly not Kareem. All right, because Kareem got six six finals MVPs. I'm sorry, six final wins, but yeah. he don't have six final MVPs like MJ. MJ was the best player in on every of them, yeah. and all uh-huh. six of them. Yeah, Kareem wasn't the best player in all six of them. So I think that. That would put a knock. Now, how many it just depends on how, Kareem, it close, had how many finals MVPs? I think he had two. I think he had two yeah. or three. You have to look, look that up real fast. Okay. I think he had two or three. Because um, I know he won one with the Bucks. So he won one with the Bucks when Oscar Robinson was the man. But Oscar Robinson couldn't win the finals until they got Kareem. They got Kareem. Two times. Two time final MVP. He won it for the Bucks, and he won. That means he only won it once for the Lakers out of those five years. Yeah. So I guess it was what Magic or probably so Magic and James Worthy. That's it. Yeah, James Worthy. Yeah, James Worthy won. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Magic. I got. I got to look that. I got to go into that. You know, a little bit. That's kind of crazy. That is. That's I right. I thought about that. Um, t- to go back, you know, to this conversation when when you talk about the scoring, because I know you brought it up. I ended up pulling up some basketball reference stuff. Um, just to spit some numbers out real quick. All right. So the, the right. first number you got is 50.5%. That's his, uh, that's LeBron's career field goal percentage. Okay. That's right. If you go further into that, 34.4% from three point range, then you got 55.4 from two point range. 
And then they do they do a little percentage called the let's see the effective field goal percentage. This statistic adjusts for the fact that three point field goals is are worth one more point than a two point field goal. So I don't know how exactly they factor that up, but that comes out to fifty four and a half percent from the field. All right, just to so just for reference, fifty point five, thirty four point four, fifty five point four. We'll just look at those. You All then right. go to Kobe. Um, let's see, his is. His field goal percentage is 44.7. So you go from 50 to 44. 44. Okay. Then you go three-point percentage, 32.9. So lower on that one as well. And then the effective field goal percentage in the two-point, you also go lower. Two-point is 47.9, and effective field goal is 48.2. Last one we'll look at is Michael Jordan real quick. All right, okay. just to just to look at just to see. All right. Lot, this one's definitely more tight. That's what I'm saying. I can't do the Kobe thing. I'm not. I'm not getting into this. I, I'm not. Yeah, Kobe ain't here to push. I'm not doing. We're not, I'm not getting into this crap. Um, but field goal percentage is 49.7. So a heck of a lot closer. All right, heck of a lot closer. It's it's real slim. Then you got three points, 32.7. So it's still you know it's right there with Kobe. Um, two point percentage is 51. percent So think that might be higher so he's up there with that and then effective field goal is 50.9 so 51 percent from two point and then lebron's i said was two point was no i wasn't it was 55.4 so he technically beats both of them in every efficiency factor and that's with more shots so i mean i obviously you know he yeah he did have more shots and but when you go back and factor it in it's harder to keep your averages up when you when you're doing it when you're still doing it now you know what I'm saying? It's easy to do, you know, to take a 10-question quiz and get an 80. You know, you just, you know, you answer eight right. But if you continue, you know, a 1,000-question quiz and you have to get 800, you know, of them right, that's, it's the same factor, but that's harder to do, in my opinion. That's true. I and mean, that, that is technically, technically, the longer you go, it's supposed to get tougher, but it feels like it's the opposite way. We talked about he had struggles to begin with, and then as the year's gone by, so that you're even factoring in the years that he was not good, you know, early on into this. Well, I – Oh, well, I am going to say this now because, you know, we have to also factor into the case as well that one guy, uh, I, I'm not, I will say towards Kobe end of his career, a lot of injuries played a big, he did. big, yeah, big injuries. Part, like the way he was playing, it was, like mm-hmm. it was really bad. All right. MJ, on the other hand, just con- like I felt like MJ, they say he had so many more prime years that he left on the table. Now, yes, that's not, table, yeah. that's, that's not LeBron's fault because, look, that's why I said this stat is more of a longevity stat. All right. Mm-hmm. This stat is because of how long you can play. It is. It is. I mean, he's 38. He's already played. I mean, yeah, 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 but you still like if you give that many people that many years, not everybody's still going to do that, dude. I, I know. How many guys are we knowing that are playing 20 years, though? I'm just saying, that's even, let's, let's just pretend that you get D'Angelo Russell. We'll give him 20 years. He's still probably – I mean, he's, no, he's, he's still – get the saying, like, this, is, this isn't like a thing that, oh, you could just throw anybody in here because as long as they play 20 years, they'll get it, you know. Oh, I still think but it you have to be- talent. No, it's still look. So, so I didn't say that. So, look, it is okay, still talent. It is still being great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not debating that. What uh, I am saying is, with a guy of that talent and of that level, Carl Malone. Look how long Carl Malone played. Uh, all right, he got within two thousand worth. All right, now he ain't. I, he's not on the level of LeBron. But if you put a guy on the level of like Kobe, which is where I look, that's why I just said longevity. I give credit to LeBron for that, for staying healthy, for still being able to play at that top tier level for that long period of time. All right. 
If you give a guy like Kobe, if you give a guy like MJ that long time of that same existing, same consistency, they would have broke the record too. All right. Michael Jordan, I just actually watched something. I saw a quote where Michael Jordan said, I never once wanted to chase Kareem Abdul Jabbar's uh, scoring record. He said, All I want to do is chase his championships. He said, I want the rings. All right. Now, I felt like if Michael Jordan wanted to get it, he could. All right. Another guy I felt like that potentially could have kept playing if he wanted to was actually a guy like Wilt. All right. Wilt could have kept playing a few more years. All right. Another guy that probably could. But see, that's the thing. I can keep naming all these guys, but it's not going to still come up to the play of what LeBron hasn't been able to do because he's able to been able to stay healthy. All right. I looked at something that's that's actually been pretty helpful. Michael Jordan has played in an 82 game season nine times. LeBron James has only done it once. All right. He's only done it once. All right. He made sure he stayed kept himself healthy. Now, the games he has played, he's played really good in. All right. It's not like LeBron is missing games and then playing bad. This is this reminds me a lot of the whole back to back thing. He don't don't, that that doesn't do that in a league full of guys that does it now. Like they they refuse to play the second half of back to backs and load manage and things. That's not really him. That's not him. Kobe has done it, I think, four times. So, like, he's played the 82 games. So, LeBron's not going to play that long. And it's okay because that's just the way to get – the game is different now. Also, the rules are different. Okay? So, we can also throw that into a little bit of a factor. A lot of things are a little bit different What would you say for the factor? I would say the the way that they call fouls, man. I say the way that they allow players to – I mean, you touch a guy here and there, you ain't getting no call. I feel like LeBron gets a lot of calls. <laughs> he gets a lot of calls. Really? Now, yes, don't point, don't point really? towards that Celtics game. Do not point towards no, that no, Celtics no, game. No, no, no. I'm not even about to do that. I'm just saying, like, literally, I feel like he gets the Shaq treatment. Where Shaq would say that he would. I'm being, I'm being dead serious. Where you wow. welcome contact, you welcome contact, but it's because oh, he's six eight and two fifth, you know, two sixty. That, that's Man. not really a foul. That's not really. Dude, a foul. I mean, or, do we not remember those Miami years? Those flops, bro. And this guy would go to the free throw line he, so many he flopped, times. He flopped. Yes, he did. Well, bro, nobody's gonna sit here and say he didn't flop. He flops. But the thing is, he still don't even get calls on the ones that he don't flop. Like sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I mean, you just saw an example of it last night. If you were watching, um, you know, the he, Giddy got him in the eye, and they they didn't end up calling anything on that. Like I'm just saying, like it's not like he gets every call, bro. If anything, SGA was getting more more calls last night than LeBron was. Well, yeah, and then also, well, well, then also these guys don't play defense anymore. Mainly, probably because of the way the calls are being gone. These guys can't play defense at all without being called for a foul. I feel like the defense now is very is is not that good. Can't hand check, you know, you can't hand check. Yeah, you can't hand check. And then look, it's like I said, different era. And look, th- this is no different than um, Trent Dilfer talking about the Ravens. You know, talking about he don't, you know, he look he respects Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, but he said he don't think those guys would be as successful as if they played during the, the era he did. Now he can't say that because Tom Brady did play in that era. All right, yeah. but. But I don't I don't understand. But Trent Dilfer basically, I don't understand that either. But but basically, what Trent maybe about these these uh you know your Mahomes and all that kind of stuff where they have been protecting yeah. the quarterback more lately. But Dil- Dilfer, I don't know. Somebody cracked me up. They they like quote tweeted that with like a video of Dilfer in a clean po- pocket, just like <laughs> or something like that. Like and that was in the Super Bowl. Guys wide open yeah. and he misses the throw. Yeah, yeah right. that one got me laughing. But, but look. 
and, and this can be on both sides. Like I know people, and like my granddad, he argues that a lot. He'd be like, Tom Brady would not be as successful. He wouldn't be as good if he played around the time Montana played. You know, because of the way they was allowed to hit the quarterbacks. Yeah. And I do dis. I disagree with him on this one about. LeBron James wouldn't be able to be as successful back then because I think would. I think he would. He's literally built for I, that. I think his mentality would change though, and I think that would make him um, probably as scary as this crazy as crazy to sound probably a better player. Yeah. Now I don't think the longevity part would no, be in his. You can't get hit and knocked around. No. Freaking, uh, you know, clothesline. Well, yeah. I think he would have been a bully, but I think guys. As I mean, it's just the way the guys playing. I think they would take take cheap shots, and then he would probably would have start racking up on injuries. Like, to he he might out. be one of your very few guys that literally you could put in any era, and he would still do good. Yeah. Now also with the now also with the era argument, we also got to remember you have to grow up in that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. if you grew up, like if LeBron was born in the seventies, he would have been playing like Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Right, yeah. mainly because that's the way he would have been that's taught the basketball. Yes, yeah, the way they played. That's the way yeah. he would have been taught. Yeah. I mean, right? I think, you know, I think you right make time. a thing about Michael that way. I think you know. Um, yes, you can. Yes, you, you can. can. Maybe, yes, you, you can, can maybe say Kobe. Maybe Kobe. Um, you know, well, how well? How well do you think MJ would be to play in today's era? I think he could play good. I mean, I think there's a you know there, there's still I mean, a place for wings that can score. Stuff. You know, like wings that can score are a big thing. You know, right now, I mean, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, I think he'd be I've been fine. saying some real. You can't get like stuff. a Steph. You can't get a Trey Young. You can't put them in no. the old day. You know, thing people no. like that. Yeah, you Steph can't get murdered. Steph would get murdered. But I've been saying some disrespectful stuff. People talking about MJ would be no better than a Demar Derozan no. or a freaking Jordan Poole. They're, and they're I'm like, you are playing just you. like y'all play about LeBron. They're playing. You're trolling. You're trolling. Control, man. So, uh, man. Well, congrats to LeBron James on his 38,338 points, actually. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, but man, you know, now going on from uh from that, I mean, we can now look towards you know another thing in basketball. We we talked about this one a little bit. Was the Kyrie Irving trade to the yeah, Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, I want to get your full input on it. What was it? It was Kyrie to the Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith. It was Spencer Dinwiddie, a first, an unprotected first in what, 20? I can't remember what year. It don't really matter. And then what, one or two seconds? Yes, one or two seconds. I'm trying to find it myself. It yes. It's a decent deal. Uh, look. And you can I, I, make I, your I, case, and I'll hear you out on your Spencer Dinwiddie thing. I never knew you were such a big Spencer Dinwiddie fan. I was not a Spencer Dinwiddie fan. <laughs> you, boy, you were, hey, man, he's awesome. He, man, he knows how to play. He's all the, you know, I was like, I don't think Torres, Torres – he's good. He's good, but he's he's not all that. I think the more valuable piece out of this two out of these two players is going to be Dorian Finney-Smith, a guy that can guard and, you know, shoot. He's a 3-and-D kind of guy that can play alongside KD. Dinwiddie, they're already talking about flipping that sucker, and you know they're, they're already talking about flipping that sucker as we, you know as we speak. So probably, probably because probably because he's already had his opportunity with those boys, like Spencer Dinwiddie at one point was like borderline All Star player, like he legit yeah. was for the Nets. Six man, and, huh? A six man of the year type candidate, and then that the, yeah, the, I, I mean, think was, was it an ACL or Achilles that happened, and then you know he's just been kind of rehabbing it since. So, so for everyone out there, we was talking more about okay, 
Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie between a guy like Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann that the Clippers were offering, along with That's like three first. I think three first, which is freaking ridiculous. Three first, three first rounders. I'm All sorry, right? but I would I would take that. Uh, take, uh well, well, that is true. Yeah, one future first, two first round pick swaps, and a salary filler. Okay, right. so it's two pick swaps. Oh, yeah. yeah, never mind. I, the way I read it, it was like three first. So that makes it a little closer. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I I just I didn't think that was smart because look, if I'm looking at what if I'm looking at what Brooklyn is trying to do right now, like I said, I told y'all in, in the in the group message, like Brooklyn right now still has a shot. Now I'm not saying they are gonna what win. They're trying to do. Yeah, what, what they're, they're trying, trying to do. Now, how you're going to grade this trade is literally going to be in the future when we see what actually occurs. You know, if they blow it up, then no, you didn't do the right thing. You probably, no, could, you, didn't do the right you know, you, you probably could have got you messed it all up. You're right. You yeah. should have took the picks and you just blow everything yeah. up. But they, they, as they came out with a report yesterday, they have no plans of trading Kevin Durant. So if they have no play, plans of trading Kevin Durant, I feel like they can utilize this to try to bring in an extra piece to get beside KD in the near future. We, as we're talking about this, Kevin Durant ain't got that much time to be said. I mean, if I had to be honest, Kevin Durant probably got five, six more years left. That's about it. All right. If that, all right, he's got about that much left. All right. We're not, we're still a little bit, we're in the back end, but we're still in some of the prime of Kevin Durant. You can't be wasting these years. Okay. But he, they do have a really good opportunity of still competing in the East, mainly because the Bucks, for one, they're they're at the top. You know, they got Milton, they got Young, they got all those boys. And then you got the Celtics, who I feel like is the, the leading team right now. I feel like the Nets, I really did think the Nets would get Kevin Durant and Kyrie could beat those teams in like a seven game series. Like when they're on, they're on. I really yeah. did think ben, that they ben could Simmons beat those. kind of wrecked this thing too. He's not been good. He did. He hurt everything, man. And these guys are not staying consistent because everybody wants to jump and run and play. Dude, I, it pisses me off. Like, look, I'm happy Kyrie is on Dallas. I am. I'm happy that we got Kyrie. I'm glad Harden but, got what he wanted and Kyrie didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like they, they, you know, he wanted L- L.A., but he wanted the Lakers. Torres, he wanted the Lakers. Yes. I promise yes, you I that. And they did not. Torres said, "No, he, he just wants to be in L.A. He wants to go to the Clippers." No, I think he wanted the Lakers. Dude, if they would have sent him to the Clippers, I could see it. He would have liked to. Dude, he better play with Kawhi and Paul George, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Paul George. They would have traded John Wall to freaking. I don't think uh, it comes down to pen and paper for him. There's different things that goes into play with him. Yeah, that's true. I want to see how he actually plays with Luca. I'm interested you to know? see how he plays with Luca. I really am. But we ain't got no defense, so I mean, it's only going to be so much. Yeah, we're going to be playing running gun, team. baby. Running gun. But overall, for the trade, man, I really did think that uh, the Nets made the best possible trade that they wanted to get mm. back for Kyrie. All right, the, the reason Maverick why I say Maverick that. Side, though, Matt, what do you think about the Maverick side? Um, I feel like uh, it is a risk because we just gave up some solid pieces mm-hmm. for, I mean, for a shot, you know, yeah, for a chance, you know. Rolling yeah, <laughs> yeah. This Rolling is a roll of sign an extension. I know, man. Like, the, if, if, I think, look, Mark Cuban got something up his sleeve. Like, if there's anybody that I could put into the hands, it'd be one like a guy like Pat Riley to a guy like, like I said, Mark Cuban. I, I trust those type of guys, you know, to get certain yeah. things done. And, you know, even though, you know, Dallas hasn't been known for the, you know, the best, you know, franchise, you know, championship wise, 
Cuban know how to get a deal done. You know, we've had some really good players before, so he know how to get a deal done, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just – I just – I don't know, man. I think Kyrie – I think he can he can help Kyrie. I think he can, you know, move towards him and make him happy. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. I have to see him play first. I really want to see him play first. Yeah. I'll make a real good assumption. Yeah, I, th- I think it can work out for both potentially. Um. One thing before I know we, um, you know, we move on real quick. I know you wanted to pick a pick some on the fights. There has been a little bit of some stuff. I'm sitting there trying to follow the news. They're talking about a potential Lakers, Jazz, Timberwolves deal that would send uh, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to the Lakers. Um, Mike Conley would go to the Timberwolves, and I think the Jazz would receive uh, Russell Westbrook and a first round pick. Right now, uh, Woj just tweeted out 11 minutes ago as we're recording this, uh, the three-team trade is largely hinging on how Minnesota values D'Angelo Russell and potential deal and their return of draft assets. Lakers and Jazz have significant deal structure in place, but Minnesota has been engaged elsewhere on Russell, too. So they're also looking at other teams to trade Russell, to potentially. I don't know how much of a deal you're going to get than that. You know, you get Mike Conley fits that deep, you know, that, that team a little better. If your goal is a point guard, I really don't know who out there is available that would uh, kind of feel that need for them. So um, I like this. If this trade goes through the way it sounds, the Lakers got a good deal in there. Like you get, yep. you get two role players in Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt that are pretty good. And you get D'Angelo Russell in that. I, I mean, it's going to be better. It's better than Westbrook. You know, it's just like it's just. Did they say they will be trading Westbrook? Is that a part of what the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to. They gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. To match the salary, so I mean, he's better than Westbrook, so I feel like it's automatically a win for them. Um, And then you know, the Jazz get rid of an asset and they, you know, an expiring asset and get a pick in return. So I feel like that'd be pretty good. So we'll have to see how this uh, this works out. But that's something I had to throw in there. I know you mentioned that there's some fights this weekend. You want to pick some of those before we end it? Yes, real quick, man, real quick. Um, at the end, you know, we have the first – well, not the first ever. It's, it's very rare. It's only been done, I think, six times in UFC history. But we have the number one ranked pound for pound going against the number two ranked pound for pound. Uh, number one ranked is Alexander Volkanovsky going against Islam Makachev. Um, and both Volk and Islam are just freaking monsters, bro. Islam is one of my favorite fighters I watch. Um, being quick with it, man, I, after seeing what Islam did to how about you already know? He's the, I had heavy to what, he's the heavy. I had to see what Makachev did to Oliveira, bro. I know being short, stubby, and stout. Hey, I'm a short, stubby, and stout guy myself with long arms can really help. But I'm a grappler. That's one thing Volkanovski is not. Even though he has really good grappling de- defense, um, I do not think he'll be able to stave off Islam long enough. Um, I really do believe Islam will go to in the hometown of Volkanovski in, in Australia and sub him. Um, and I think it will happen in round three. So give me Islam Makachev. I think it's going to be a really fun fight. We're going to really see – it's going to be interesting to see can both keep it on the feet long enough, but I just don't think yeah. it's going to be possible. I just don't think he can do it. Yeah. And then we have uh, – What you? Or tell me, what's your pick? What you think? I, I'm going with him as well. I mean, it's I, – I don't know what round it'll probably be somewhere later on. I think he can he can hold it off enough to make this thing last a little bit. But Makachev, he's just freaking good. You know, you you talk about him and it's for good reason. He's he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's too awesome. good. So yeah, it, easily easily Makachev. What's the other one you wanted to call? Is uh, Rodriguez? Uh, 
Yes, the Yair Rodriguez versus uh, um, Josh Emmett. Um, the reason why that fight is going on is the interim is because the champion is fighting the main event against Islam, you know, trying to become double champ. So um, they're fighting for the interim. Obviously, the winner of that will fight Volkanovski later on in the year. Um, I am sorry, I ain't going to lie to you. Yair is good. He takes a lot of damage. He's a great striker. But Emmett got that power, boy, and he'll pitch you out. He's like, I, and plus Emmett to me has the best all around game. He's got the best. He's, he, I don't think he's the better striker. I think Yari is the better striker, but I do believe yeah. Josh Emmett is better all around. So he can mix up his striking with his takedowns. Um, I really do think it's going to be a very fun fight. I think it's going to be close back and forth, but I, I don't, I, I, I think Emmett wins this fight. I, I could see a finish, but I think it goes by decision. Emmett in, by decision. A mm. Very close decision at that. Yeah. Um, looking at the numbers, it's pretty tight. Um, the height advantage is pretty big uh, for Rodriguez, about five inches. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, it's all pretty close. Um, Rodriguez is actually the favorite at minus 170. But I, I don't know. I've seen him at, him at five. I haven't really, I don't think I've seen Rodriguez. So I, I'm going to go with what's comfortable. I'll go with Emmett as well. You remember he fought Max Holloway one time. Yeah. That fight crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, well, hey, that's going to wrap up the show today. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We do appreciate you guys, um, all the support. Continue to show it by going in our description. Click the um, the Linktree link. There's all sorts of different ways you can help us. All the likes, the shares, the retweets, the uh, subscribes. All this kind of stuff helps, guys. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. Uh, we really do thank you guys for everything um, you, know, you do for us. And as always, we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.